This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. Ready to go with me to the book of Psalms. The book of the Psalms. Find, if you would, Psalm 23 this morning. Psalm 23. This is the most beloved passage of Scripture, I imagine, other than perhaps John chapter 3 and verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The 23rd Psalm is beloved. Quoted, it is precious to us because of the truth it conveys to us. A truth that we need to be reminded of in this hour in which we live. I invite your attention there, Psalm 23, and we'll begin reading verse number 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the psalm of David, the shepherd boy, the shepherd king. The psalms are beloved book of the Bible because these psalms reveal to us the spectrum of human emotion. They they convey to us the innermost cries of those who are fearful, those who are uh, are weary, those who are are saddened, uh, those who are gladdened. The psalms reveal to us the spectrum of human emotion and the various circumstances of our lives that we deal with. David is well acquainted with suffering. We know that from his life story. As the shepherd boy, he had a heart for God. The Bible says that the Lord sought him a man after his own heart. That boy, that man was David. He had a heart for God. But though he had a heart for God, He had a sinful flesh tendency, did he not? We read about the manifestation of that in Psalm 51 when he confesses his sin of adultery with Bathsheba, the sin of murder as he covered up that or attempted to cover up that sin, as he cried out to God in repentance of that sin. 
we see a man who, though he had a heart for God, he still struggled with the sinful tendencies of his flesh. We see a man who suffered greatly in his home life. He was married more than once, which was never God's plan. And when I mean more than once, he was married to multiple women at one time. He had great struggles in his domestic life. We might view him in, in many ways as an out-of-touch father. And many of his kids suffered greatly. Some of his wives disdained him. Michael, Saul's daughter, developed a great hatred for him. His most trusted advisors and counselors betrayed him. The king who he loved and desired to serve, Saul, turned against him and wanted to kill him and sought to kill him for many years as he hid in the wilderness. I think David, the shepherd boy, is well acquainted with the struggles of our lives, don't you? And as we read the Psalms and we hear his heart's cry, we can identify with it. We struggle with these things. And we deal with these issues in our lives. The tendencies of our sinful flesh and the, the circumstances of life, the fears and the doubts and, and, and the seeming oppression of the wicked one who comes against us. And there are times when we wonder if we'll be able to make it another day. And then we come to Psalm 23. We're reminded of a great truth. You see it there in verse number 1. Would you say it with me? The Lord is my shepherd. It's a wonderful thing to be able to say the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I want you to know that the Lord, Jesus Christ, is not everyone's shepherd this morning. Now, there are sheep that are of another fold. They, they don't belong to him. In fact, the term that he would use is separating the sheep from the goats. You're not just born as one of God's sheep when you come into this world. No, in fact, you're born in rebellion against God. You're born with a sin nature. David said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Uh, what we understand, for all we like sheep have what? We have gone astray. We have turned everyone to our own way. You see, we have a tendency to rebel against God. That's the sin nature in us. We're born with that. The Bible said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also tells us that the wages of our sin is death. The payment for our sin, Adrian Rogers once said, if I had to pay for one half of one sin, I'd spend all eternity in the lake of fire. Friend, I want to tell you, the penalty of our sin is death. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. And I'm glad that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, made the payment for my sin when He died on the cross of Calvary. When He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I'm glad, as the song said, that He was willing to drink that bitter cup. As He prayed, not my will, but thine be done. 
What cup did he drink? I want to tell you what cup he drank. He drank the cup of my sin. He drank the cup of my sorrow. He drank the cup of my sickness. He, he drank that bitter cup for me. And he went to the cross of Calvary. And he laid down his life freely. He said, no man taketh it from me. I lay it down freely. He gave his life for me on the cross of Calvary. He bore my sins and my sorrows. He made them his very own. He suffered on that cross. He gave up the ghost. He was placed in a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, as the angel said, He's not here. He is risen, as He said. He came out of that grave victorious over death and hell and the grave. And He offers everlasting life to all who will believe. And my friend, if you have ever come to the place and time in your life when you recognize that you're a sinner, gone astray, and that Jesus is the shepherd, the Son of God who laid down His life for you and you've confessed Him and you've called upon Him and repented of your sin and by faith received Him as your Savior, then I want you to know that moment the Holy Spirit of God came into your life and He changed you. He gave you everlasting life. You're no longer an old creature. No, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have become new. And the moment that happened, you know what you got? You got a Savior, and you got a shepherd. You got a shepherd. Aren't you glad you're not down here by yourself trying to figure this thing out? I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I, I'm not alone down here. The, the Bible said that he promised that he would never leave me nor forsake me. In fact, for those who know the Lord, the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and verse number 18, he says, but the path of the justice is the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The imagery we have here in Psalm 23 is of the shepherd leading the sheep. He's leading them along the path. And we need a leader. We need a shepherd to direct us. I'll tell you why, because verse 19 of Proverbs 4 says, though the path of the justice is the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day, the Bible tells me in verse 19, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. They're walking through life in the dark. They're trying to navigate the pathway of life without a shepherd. They're groping in the darkness. They're stumbling. They're falling. And they know not what they're stumbling over. And all along there's predators out there who are seeking to destroy them. Of course, we understand the chief predator is Satan who walks about as a roaring lion seeking and he may devour. And oh, how he is devouring the souls of humanity. Oh, that we would come to Jesus today. Oh, that we who know Jesus would point others to Jesus, the great shepherd. And so we see the stark contrast of those who have a shepherd and those who do not. I want to ask you a question. Can you say, as the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd? The word my is there with emphatic uh, emphasis. He's my shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. He's not just the shepherd. Although he is the only shepherd. He's my shepherd. I want to ask you this morning, do you have the confidence to know that he is your shepherd. If you do not, would you come to him by faith today and receive him as your Savior?
I want us to look at some realities of the truth that the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to see, first of all, my shepherd's provision. My shepherd's provision. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. Notice the next phrase, please. I shall not want. You know what that means? I won't go without. There's nothing that I need that God will not take care of. Aren't you glad to know that? Oh, he's promised that he would meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, if he's given his son, shall he not with him also give us all things freely? The Bible tells us that he's given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. I want you to know the Bible also tells me that I am complete in him, that he is the sufficient one. He is my Savior. He is my shepherd, and he has promised to meet my every need. I don't know what need you're faced with today. But let me tell you, the Lord knows your needs. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus, the great shepherd himself, said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, there was a group that wanted to follow Jesus, but they weren't sure about how they were going to be taken care of. You know what the Bible tells us about the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches? They choke the Word of God in its effect in our lives and make it unfruitful. So many times we're preoccupied with how we're going to make it from day to day, how we're going to deal with this health situation, how are we going to make it through our retirement years, how are we going to make that next bill, how are we going to pay our child's college tuition. We're, we're, we're just consumed oftentimes with these thoughts. But what we need to recognize in the midst of our need is that we have a great shepherd. Notice it, please. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let me tell you, if you belong to him, he's going to take care of you. If you belong to him, he's going to take care of you. The Bible said, for as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Let me tell you, I belong to him. I'm his son. He's not going to leave me here to fend for myself. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of you. I don't know what concern you have. But let me tell you that God knows it. He said, your heavenly father, your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. Before you ask. By the way, you're supposed to ask. But before you ask, here's what you can know. God knows what you need. He knows what you need this morning. Notice what he says here. He said, I shall not want, verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know what you find in green pastures? You find grass. You know what sheep like to eat? They like to eat grass. They enjoy it. It's healthy for them. It's beneficial for them. He leads them to the place where they can get sustenance. Notice then he says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. Do you know that sheep will not drink from moving streams? They need still waters. They need a place to drink where the waters are, are, are still, where they're smooth, and where they can be refreshed. And I'm glad to know that the Lord will lead me in seasons of life to those still waters where I can be refreshed, where I can drink. Uh, the Bible says, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O Lord. Do you know what we need in the midst of these raging waters of our time? We need to get alone with God in the still waters and let Him restore our souls. 
Friend, I'm going to tell you something. I, I deal with it as the pastor. I know you deal with it. The busyness of life, the hectic pace of life, the demands of life and all that must be done, the constant calls, the texts, the, the needs of people, the, the pressures on the job, the, the, the stresses of life, they can carry us out, if we're not careful, from the presence of God. We can allow the roaring streams of life to intimidate us and keep us away from the shepherd, and if we'll just simply follow him, he will lead us in his presence in the word of God to those, to those still pools of water where we can receive what we need for our souls. May God help us. He's our provision. Verse 3, he leadeth me in the, he restoreth my soul. That's what we need, don't we? Our souls restored. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. I'm going to tell you something. The, song, the songwriter had it right, didn't he? Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. He described me there. Did he describe you? Then I think about what Paul said in Romans chapter 7. The things that I want to do, the things that I know to do that are right, I don't do them. The things that I know not to do, the things that I don't want to do, I do them. You ever conclude your day and you think, boy, I blew it again? Anybody besides me ever feel that way? I blew it again. I, I don't know why the Lord loves me. I, I don't know why the Lord would want to use somebody like me. I don't know why the Lord would want to bless me. And I think the devil can get in those little times too, right? He's the accuser of the brethren, right? But you know what the Bible says about the Lord? He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. You see, God wants me to be holy. He wants me to be righteous. And he knows, he knows that I do not possess the ability in myself to do it. And so he has imparted to me his righteousness. He took my sin, and he gave me his righteousness. I have the Holy Spirit living in me. I have the Word of God to guide me. And if I will simply follow my shepherd from day to day, do you know what he's going to do? He's going to lead me in the paths of righteousness. If you and I find ourselves struggling to stay in the paths of righteousness, let me tell you the answer to that. Follow Jesus. Follow him daily. Follow him every hour. Follow him every moment. Just keep following Jesus. And when those temptations are there and presented to you, you, you determine by the help of the Holy Ghost that you're going to follow Jesus. Uh, when, that, when that rage or that temper is pressing inside of you or when that, that emotion of, of stress and worry is coming upon you, then here's what you do. You just keep following Jesus. And here's what he'll do. He'll lead you in the path of righteousness. When you're tempted to say something with your tongue that you know you shouldn't do, then just keep following Jesus. And he will lead your tongue in the path of righteousness. Oh, friend, he has provided all of this for us. My shepherd's provision. I want you to see the second thing. That's my shepherd's protection. Notice it in verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
You know, they tell us there's a literal valley called the Valley of Shadow of Death. It is, it is, it is a place where it is barren. It is, it is a place where uh, it was commonly known for robbers and thieves and and uh, people who who practice all sorts of criminal practices would would hide and and they would prey upon people as they would go through this valley. Let me tell you, this life, this this life in which we live, is full of dangers. The songwriter said, through many dangers, uh, toils, uh, and snares, I have already come. You know how we've come? We've come by the power of the Lord Jesus. We've come because he has protected us in the midst of these. It is only by his amazing grace that we are brought through this shadow of death. All kinds of dangers uh, are, are around us. The, the dangers of temptation to sin. Uh, the dangers of, of physical harm, the dangers of our health. There are all sorts of dangers that we face in this wicked world, this perishing world, this dying world. And as we go through life, uh, unless we have a shepherd, we are tempted to be overcome with fear. fear. Notice what he says here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Now how do I know he's with me? Because he said he was. You see, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God told me, and he told you, that if I'm his sheep, and he is my shepherd, that he would never leave me nor forsake me. Right? So I have, to, I have to come to a point where there were days when I don't feel like I have a shepherd. That, that I have to come to the point where I recognize that there are days when my heart is, is gripped with fear and I wonder how in the world I'm going to make it through. And it is only in those times of feelings and fears that I must exercise faith in the Word of God. That He said, I will never leave a time in Job's life when he said, oh, if I, if, I could, if I could just have God here with me, if I could just find God, if I could figure out what God is doing in the midst of all of this suffering that I'm going through. And he said, I may not be able to find him, but there's one thing I know. He knoweth the way that I go. Can I tell you, God knows what you're dealing with today. And he has promised that he would always be with and so we, said, we see here as the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though there are circumstances, though there are fears in my heart, though there are troubles and trials that come to me, here's what I know. I know that He is a present shepherd, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. You know what that rod was used for? It was used to oftentimes keep the sheep in line. Sometimes we need the rod. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, the Bible says. Every son that he receiveth, he correcteth. God does not, does not chasten us uh, because he gets some delight out of it. He chastens us for our own good. He's trying to protect us. He's trying to keep us in the path. He's trying to protect us from the dangers that... that 
that lie without if we are to stray away from his presence. And so there with the rod, he, he keeps us in line and with his staff, he comforts us. When the shepherd would bring the sheep in for the evening, he would tap them on the back and he would call them by name. By the way, the shepherd knows your name. He knows who you are. You ever feel like, as David prayed one time, he said, no man careth for my soul. You ever feel like you're all alone, nobody really cares, nobody understands. Oh, I get there. You know the pastor has pity parties too. Did you know that? He does. Thank God the pastor's wife does not allow him to stew in the pity party too long. But we all get there, don't we? We all get there. And we think, well, nobody cares. Nobody understands. No man cares for my soul. Let me tell you that Jesus cares. He always cares. And he's present. And he's promised to protect us. We see here my shepherd's provision, and we see, secondly, my shepherd's protection. I want you to see, lastly, my shepherd's preparation. God God's watching out for me. He's taking care of me. He's my shepherd. He's doing something in my life. Now, there are times when I may not, because of the circumstances, think that God is doing anything in my life, but there's one thing I can know. God is at work in my life. Verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Is there one among us who could not say that God's been good to us? I want to tell you, God's been good to us. He's been good. He's prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I think about Israel here in the wilderness. And can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Oh, he did, didn't he? He fed them that manna every day for 40 years. They had the manna. God took care of them. He met the needs of their lives. He prepared that for them. I want you to know that God has something prepared for you, not only in the world to come, but in this world. God is working on your behalf. God is going before you as your shepherd. He is preparing a table for you. He said, Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said in John chapter 14 to his disciples, he told them he had to go away. And then he told them, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, behold, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Oh, that's the question of all of humanity. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I want you to know this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you want the way, friend, you'll only find it in the shepherd, in Jesus. And I want you to think about what he's preparing. The Bible said, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. It's beyond our ability to comprehend how glorious heaven 
is going to be. It's beyond our, our ability to comprehend what God is doing through the trials and struggles of our lives and what blessings God is going to, to give us in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our foes, what God is doing right now in our lives, how He's preparing that table, and I'll be able to sit down and dine at that table. I think about Naomi, broken-hearted Naomi, who went down to Moab. Her daughter's married, her son's rather married to Moabite girls. I'm sure at that time that was a grief in her heart, but it turned out to be a blessing, didn't it? You know what God was doing for a backslidden woman? He was preparing a table. Her husband died. She was overcome with grief. You know what God was doing? He was preparing a table. Her sons died. Here she is, a widow, but now her sons have died. Overcome with great grief. The two girls are following her. One turns back, the other goes with her. They return into Bethlehem, Judah. She said, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara, for the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. You know what God was doing? He was preparing a table. She said, I, I went out full, but I've come back empty. I'm never going to eat at that table again. But let me tell you what God was doing. He was preparing a table for her. That daughter-in-law that she had advised earlier to turn back into Moab because she would never find a husband there in Bethlehem, Judah. Do you know what happened? That girl got up the next morning after they got in town, and she said, I'm going to the fields. I'm going to glean in the field. Because I know, because you've taught me the truth of God's Word, I know that God's made provision for the poor. And I know I can go reap in the corners of the field. And so I'm going to go do that. And she did. And it was her hap, the Bible says. It was her hap to come into the field of Boaz, who was the kinsman redeemer. Let me tell you what God did. God put her hap right in the center of his will. Let me tell you what God's doing. He's directing your life every day, even when you don't know it. He's directing your life. He's preparing a table for you. Do you know what happened to old Ruth? She caught the eye of Boaz. She wasn't old Ruth. She was young Ruth. And she caught the eye of Boaz. And let me tell you what happened. They got married, and God blessed them. And they had a baby. And his name was uh, Jesse. No, it wasn't. That was, his name was Obed. And let me tell you what God did there. Uh, he became the father, of course, ultimately the grandfather of David, and ultimately in the line of the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself. And all the women gathered around Naomi, all of them. And Naomi had that little baby in her hands, and she was rocking that little baby. And you know what they said to her? They said, boy, you've been blessed of the Lord. Oh, let's rejoice. Let's think about the goodness of God. Do you know what God was doing all that time? He was preparing a table. And let me tell you what Jesus is doing for you. He's preparing a table. He's your shepherd. And on top of all of that, on top of every bit of that, guess what? I get to be with Him in heaven forever. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. He provides. He prepares. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. 
If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.